Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Drs. Andrea Dennis and Eva Saranovich take your pet health questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC. 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and it is a pleasure to spend Saturday afternoons here with you. Um, I I think um, sometimes we're, I think we're getting back into the feel of a little bit of a, a different time slot uh, but for those of you that um, are joining us for the first time, let me just quickly explain that the Pet Talk um, segment, we have differentiated between the veterinary side and the pet training side or the pet behavior side. And Lori Fass and I alternate every other Saturday here now at uh, 1 o'clock. And we take your calls. We want to hear from you. We want to answer your questions. We want to guide you so that we make sure that you and your pets have the best quality of life, both on the medical side and the behavior side. We've talked quite a few times already about the number of new dogs that have been adopted over the last 18 months. And with that comes a responsibility to make sure that everyone is treating their pets the right way. Some It's not that anyone is trying to be cruel to their pets, and I'm not implying that, but sometimes we need to be educated. What's the best way to take care of certain things? And with the number of, of new pet owners, that this show is could not be more timely. And so give us a call. And there is no question, there is no comment that is uh, too benign or, or too small. I think, again, no, we're very open and very welcome to answer your questions. So on Saturday afternoons, please give us a call. And you can do that right now. We'll open up the phone lines now. So just give us a call at 860-522-9842 or 1-800-966-9842. And we will answer. It doesn't always have to be a question. It can also be just sort of a reaffirming that you're going through the right treatments for your pets. What's available? Is there anything new available? You know, we've got dogs and cats that are diabetic to osteoarthritis. There's so many things that our pets have to live with just like we do and many chronic illnesses. One of those uh, chronic issues um, is allergies. And August has been designated as the Pet Allergy Awareness Month. So we are going to provide some awareness about allergies. I thought it was very appropriate to discuss what your pet is possibly going through 
We see allergies in both dogs and cats. And with that, we want to kind of know, well, what do allergies mean? What is that? You know, I'm, I'm reading, is that food allergy? Do I have to change the, the food my dog or cat is eating? And it's not that simple. Obviously, that's why we wouldn't be discussing it. But it, there's, it's quite involved. But your veterinarian and your veterinary staff is well-trained. They're very well-trained. So with that in mind, let me just say, briefly discuss what when we're talking about like skin allergies or what we call atopic dermatitis in dogs, allergic dermatitis, that's a hypersensitivity or an overreaction to a variety of commonplace and usually what we would consider harmless substances in the environment. And these allergens can include plant, trees, grass, house mites, um, even mold spores. Now, most allergic dogs, they begin to show signs between one and three years of age. And due to the hereditary nature of this disease, several breeds of dogs appear to be predisposed to allergies. So when you're looking about around about the uh, right breed for you, um, what if you kind of have a limited amount of finances, um, what, what would kind of be the better breeds? Um, one thing you have to consider is that we do know breeds like Golden Retrievers, and I love all these breeds, but they do have a high um, we see many of them have allergies, but golden retrievers, Labrador retrievers, and this includes the crosses too, like your Labradoodle, Golden Doodles, uh, West Highland White Terriers. Um, you always know that when, when the breed of dog is on the label of the bottle of allergy medicine, you know that's a breed that we see a lot of allergies with, and we see a lot with the those adorable white uh, West Highland Terriers. Bulldogs are another very common breed that we see allergies in. And like I said, the mixed breeds as well. So if you have a lab cross, but we, we see several, several patients. I would say this is probably the number two reason why I see patients um, on a daily basis. How do you know? How do you know if your dog or cat actually has allergies? What they're going to do, they're going to scratch. They're going to chew, almost like they their arms are like corn and they're eating like, a, like you would eat on a corn cob. They lick, they rub areas of their body, such as their paws, face, and rear end, and they can have recurrent skin infections, ear infections, and anal gland, anal gland infections and inflammation. So this itchy behavior, paritis, can cause hair loss, and um, it, it will, with that hair loss, it, the, the skin gets even more weak, and then we end up having other par uh, infections and parasites like fleas, bacteria, and yeast take over. So with that, it's um, something that you have to kind of really recognize, and I, I find that what we do, we don't recognize it earlier enough. So what I'll do is kind of, I'm going to pause about allergies, and there's going to be more to come. But as I promised, this is a show to answer your questions about your pets. And um, I don't want to have our callers delayed too much longer. So Marge, this is, this is all about you right now. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? We're doing okay, thank you. How can I help? Well, I'd be a lot better if I could breathe. Um, I have two kittens. I've had them almost two years. I love them dearly. Terribly allergic to them. Um, and my question is, I mean, I'm, I'm on an allergy medicine for it. My doctor gave me an inhaler, and they're, they're, he they're here. They're here for the rest of both of our lives, whoever lives first. But I have seen new advertisements for a Purina cat food of some variety, dry food, 
and it's very expensive, which I guess I would do if it was going to help. And it says, well, it will get rid of or help you with 40% of your allergens or whatever. And I just wondered if you had any comment on it. I mean, you hate to spend a ton of money for maybe it might be 40% or maybe for you it might only be 0%. Right. Any ideas? You know, I've been... Um I usually keep up with just about as much as possible, and I did see this food coming through. And because of COVID, I will say that, you know, usually we have um, sort of, um, we have our sales reps that can come in, and they usually explain these new products. Um, I I don't really understand how it works, and I'm being obviously completely honest. I think it's interesting. Uh, I would like to um, follow up and actually speak to the, some of the veterinarians at Perina for you so we can get some answers on this. Um, but it's like one of those things that um, if COVID was not happening and we were not sort of so isolated, we would probably be completely up to date on that. And yeah. so I don't really understand how it works. Uh, yeah, I just figured that if you buy it, are you going to be looking, oh, yeah, today I feel better. Oh, no, I don't feel better. Or you're going to just make yourself crazy trying to decide if it's really helping or not and worth continuing with it. So right. that's why I was wondering. Well, Marge, as usually with anything that has to do with allergies, it's not like um, going to be a day-to-day that you're going to see a difference. Usually anything that's when you're trying to um, – take care of sensitivities to an allergen, we usually say four to eight weeks on a certain product. So I would not mm-hmm. imagine this is going to be, we're going to try it this week and, and either we see a difference or we don't. Yeah, I mean, that would be, I would think like if your cat was allergic to the food, you'd say four to something weeks on how long before your cat didn't get sick anymore. But how would you know if it was affecting you? Would it still be like four to six weeks before you'd realize yeah. If it was actually helping. Well, yeah, because again, I mean, a lot of what you're doing is, I mean, w- what we're allergic to tends to be the epithelium of the school of their skin, which is their, um, you know, their dead skin. And that takes time to turn over. That takes, True. I mean, that, that's, those epithelial cells are in your carpet. They're on your, your, um, um, uh, you know, yeah, on, on your furniture. <laughs> You know, so so I, I again, I, I would like to, I'll be back in two weeks. So try to tune in and I will have answers for you. I, again, okay. that's that's what we're all about here. So, um, but I would imagine that that's where it has to work, uh, that it has to work through what's coming through with, the, with their um, skin cells. Now, the other piece of it is their saliva. So if they're eating a certain food, it does take some time for the older food to get out of their systems. But I would think that this is related to also to the saliva saliva so that when they're licking themselves, they're licking you, then that's what's going to, they're trying to diminish what you're allergic to in the, in the feline species. But it's, I saw it, you know, and it's like, oh, this is something I have to investigate and, um, you know, shame on me, but I have not done that. And I've well, obviously I have not recommended about it myself for a few months and I haven't investigated it well enough, <laughs> but I was in the kitchen and there you were. So. <laughs> but tune in again, I promise yeah. in two weeks, um, we will, I'll be back here and this is, I will start off with this topic. So make sure okay, you tune well, in. I and, will be listening. I will, I'm usually listening anyhow, but I'll put it on my calendar and make great. sure I don't forget. That's I know with, with my cats especially, when they, in the summer, like when they can be out on the porch, which is enclosed, they can't go outside, of mm-hmm, course, mm-hmm. they're fine. It's much better. They stay away from me. Right. Except, you know, I mean, they want to sit on my chest all night long, which is, 
I can't breathe. But, um, you know, now that it's going to be getting where you can't let, you know, keep them out in the porch because they don't want to be out there if it's, you know, the door closed, I'm thinking, oh, I've got to start preparing for the fall. So that's what made right. me think of it today. So I will definitely listen in. Thank you. And, and are, are, did you say they were kittens? Are they, well, they adult cats? I call them. I, I, got, I adopted them. They were two rescue cats. I adopted them. It'll be two years in September since they've been in my house. And from what we could figure, they were two years old in May, the okay. end of May. That was what we feel they oh, were okay. born. So I adopted a brother and sister because I couldn't separate them. Oh, I knew I was allergic to cats. I mean, <laughs> that was like already a given, but I didn't realize... Different cats, apparently, you can be allergic to differently. Right, that you can. Because I had another cat here that was my son's who I kept when he moved, and I had that cat for about 10 years and never had a problem. But well, yeah. And, yeah. And it, yeah, it is. And, and and we change ourselves, too. I mean, when you, yeah. we've had sort of kind of, we, we know we're a little bit allergic, but then the, the, then when we re and, uh, reintroduced ourselves to this species, then sometimes our allergies get worse as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm My husband, because he, when... Before we were married, we had cats, or I had cats, and he, um, once we were married, he knew it was either, <laughs> knew that the cats couldn't go anywhere, so he actually got allergy injections. Have you done that as well? No, I've just gotten allergy pills. I'm okay. on other medications. So right. some of the, you can't get any over-the-counter allergy relief right. because of some other medications right. that it interferes with. So oh, okay. what my doctor gave me is pretty much all I can actually do, I believe. Well, let's so. see Let's see if this food is worthwhile. And, um, you know, again, it, it, if it, like you said, if it was I can't see it hurting, but if it wasn't the expense, that's why we want to yeah. try to make sure we give you the right answer. You will right. be number, number uno on well, the agenda, I promise. <laughs> one question that I'm going to add to yeah. that same question. Yeah. Right now, my cats eat, um, they share a tiny can of wet food in the morning, and then they have the dry food for them anytime during the day. Mm-hmm. I would like to know if indeed I was going to switch to this food, would I take everything away, or could they still have any of those things? Right. My, my assumption would be you, it has to be just all that, that food all, all the time. That, you can't yeah. mix and match when you're doing an allergy food trial. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I will be listening in two weeks. Thank you <laughs> Have a good week. Bye bye now, Marge. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break right here on Pet Talk. We'll be back. Welcome back. You are listening to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. We're having a little bit of fun with the music with this cat scratch fever song. We've been talking about pets itching. Marge, she just called in about her horrible allergies, but she loves her cats more than she uh, worries about herself not breathing or she, she works through it. Let's put it that way. But when we're talking about itching and cats itch, People itch, dogs itch, but here on the Veterinary Edition of Pet Talk, we talk about our animals. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And if you can't get in to call today, um, please feel free to reach our uh, website, Bloomfield Animal Hospital CT. Dot com And there's a section where it talks about contacting us. Just click on that and you can email us with any questions that you might have during the week. But on Saturday afternoons, we are here for you. And please give us a call. Uh, we have the open phone lines and it's very easy. If you just want to give us a call at 1-800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842. And I mentioned earlier 
that um, with allergies, we're trying to have some awareness of what allergies are all about. And I do find that there's quite a bit of confusion when our pets have their allergies, but it's, it's an issue. And these, these cats and dogs suffer, not even if you don't see any sores on their skins yet, or you don't see any um, scabbing or hair loss. If you hear them licking and you hear them scratching, especially at night when the house is a little bit quiet, you have to imagine they're not comfortable. If if you were scratching constantly, licking at your feet or your hands, you know that is a sign that this is not a good quality of life. So when we when we evaluate why your pets have allergies, we as veterinarians we try to approach that first. We want to stop them from itching because we're going to need a little time to try to figure out why they are scratching or licking or they're shaking their head. So there are several really good new medications. And when I say new, I mean, they've been out for the last five to 10 years that are extremely safe for our pets. Um, but it gives and gives us times as veterinarians to try to figure out why is your pet, your dog or cat scratching. So there's some really wonderful therapies in your that's where your veterinarian is going to start. Then we're going to try to rule out parasites. And when you bring your pet in to be evaluated, they're going to probably ask you to do two or three tests to start with. And they're not very expensive tests, and they will give your veterinarian a lot of information. And again, ruling out parasites is key. You know, we have some incredible flea and tick medications out there, but, you know, are we all that good about giving it every month? Or if the label says every three months, whatever it is, we all, I know I forget to take my medication at times. So, and I know some um, pet owners, we all forget. So it does not take long for one flea, especially this time of year when it's warm and humid to get on your dog, bite your dog if their medication is not up to date and they can start scratching from that. So really we want to rule out fleas. We want to rule out a couple of other parasites. Um, You may have heard of um, mange. And what is mange? Mange is something that is caused by a mite. And there are two types of commonly mange that we tend to see. One is demodex and the other one is sarcoptic mange. And that's one of the tests we usually ask you, can we do a skin scraping on your pet? It's very, very um, quick. It doesn't cause a great deal of discomfort. Some some of my dogs don't even know I'm doing anything. Sometimes some of my cats. Um, but we need to do that skin scraping to look for these parasites. It's really important. So when we ask, can we do this? Because I never do a, any tests without asking my owners. Um, then that's what we're looking for. Another test that will probably follow, probably at the same visit, is something called a skin cytology Again, it's not invasive. It doesn't bother your pet. It doesn't hurt them. And with that skin cytology, we can look at the slides. Um, we we kind of take a sample from the skin. I usually use a rough Q-tip, and then I apply one or two slides, whatever I get on there. And a lot of times I can't see anything until I look under the microscope. And we're wor- looking to see, do we see bacteria do we see something called yeast? And the most common yeast that we do see is something called malassezia. All, once we have that information, can we go ahead? then we can go ahead and start a treatment plan. The last test, and this one is a little bit more expensive, this one is called a, a skin culture. Again, another uh, Q-tip type apparatus that we 
put we actually rub around the worst areas of your pet, the ones that have really the the bad smell, sometimes a sore. Um, their armpits or what we call the axilla are a very common area. Their groin area, their flank areas, but the skin culture goes out to the lab and they grow the. The whatever organisms are there, the bacteria mainly, and then they tell us what's the right antibiotic to put them on. And then once we know what's growing on your dog and cat skin, then we can send home a really good treatment plan. Yes, we can stop the itch, but we still want to get to the bottom of it. So that kind of is a, a general view of how what's going to happen with your veterinarian when we're talking about allergies. But we'll be more back with more Pet Talk following the news And again, we're here for your questions. We'll see you soon. WTIC News Talk 1080. Attention, pet lovers. Pet Talk is back. Tune in Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. It is Saturday afternoon, and it is the Pet Talk slot for the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. We are here from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis, and I'm here for the next 25 minutes to answer your calls, answer any um, questions you might have. And um, let me just throw out those phone numbers again, because uh, I don't want to be here all by myself. Yes, Anthony is taking good care of me, but I would much rather talk to you and try to discuss anything having to do with your pets. And uh, just give us a call then at 800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842. I have been discussing allergies, but the topic does not have to be allergies when it comes to your pets. And um, generally, if we call now, even if we have to put you in the queue, um, I'll get to all your calls before the end of the day. Or I'm sorry, the end of the hour. <laughs> Let me put it that way. So, you know, we have been um, talking about allergies and what we can do to keep our pets comfortable, uh, how we can keep ourselves comfortable, too. Because I, I know sometimes people that sleep with their pets and I I'm looking at you. I know many of you do that, which is fine. But, you know, sometimes that bed just shakes because you know they're working at themselves. And you're like, well, yeah, but I give them some Benadryl at night, and that seems to help. Generally, Benadryl is coming under the category of antihistamines. And antihistamines, with the most recent studies, we have found that antihistamines probably help maybe 8% of our pet population. So you've got 92% that really it's not doing anything. Uh, Benadryl uh, can also make them sleepier. So that's why they tend to sleep a little bit better at night. So I know it's something over the counter, but I would recommend you not do anything like that, anything over the counter without speaking with your veterinarian. I know sometimes it seems like uh, veterinary offices are very busy, and we are, but we're not too busy to try to help you do the right thing Um, So even if we don't necessarily get to call you back that day, if you can't make an appointment to be seen with your veterinarian, just be patient and they will help, um, you know, guide you with the right things to do. So 
getting back to once your veterinarian has diagnosed that you have allergies, then what do you do about it? Yes, there's medicine that's going to help um, the itch if we've determined that there is a, an issue with um, yeast and we want to talk about bathing as well. But what we want to try to find out if we can, and that is what are they allergic to? And the most recent um, statistic that I saw was that 86% of dogs and that have allergies to their environment also have allergies to some ingredient in their food as well. Um, now, we're still kind of, we still have to kind of work through that, but you can have, the point is your pet can have both an environmental um, allergen as well as one to a certain ingredient in the food. And, it, and we'll talk about food allergy in a couple of weeks uh, because food allergies, it usually has to do with the protein. Um, but we want to do something like when we're looking at food, we want to do that the correct way. And I think many of you are that are switching foods because you think that's going to take care of it are really not doing it the correct way. So how can we determine what, how your pet, what your pet is actually allergic to? We actually do intradermal allergy skin testing, just like they do in humans, where we can actually test for 50 different things, anywhere from dust to uh, feathers to the mold. And it's a skin test. Now, it's an expensive test, and the reason why we would do it was because you can also then develop their own little allergy injection um, that, in, that, the, that we can use to help them feel um, a little bit more comfortable. But it usually requires a mild sedative for your dog to relax. We usually have to shave the chest wall and test for these different things, but it's probably the most accurate test that you can do. You probably have heard about some blood tests, too. Yes, there are blood tests out there. Uh, there are some, most dermatologists prefer the skin testing, and those are people that specialize just in skin. And um, they find that that's usually the better test. But we've done some blood allergies testing, too, that can kind of help guide what we want to do. So if we can figure out what they are allergic to, we want to try to avoid that. But again, the only way we're going to know that is if we do some of these other testing. I have had, um, I remember one of my patients, we did do the allergy skin test, and it turned out that he was very allergic to maple trees. And they weren't going to cut down the maple trees, so we couldn't avoid the leaves. But once they moved to Cape Cod, they and they were surrounded by an area that had very little maple, their dog was much more comfortable when it came to scratching and being irritated. So the hallmark, though, is for treatment is medication. Now, we have for years and years and years, the only thing we really had at our disposal, disposal that worked very well was steroids, prednisone, methylprednisolone. And we still use those drugs, but we tend to do it short term. We tend to do it just to kind of get them, our patients, through the, through the hump, uh, just to get them over the edge uh, where they just feel like to get them to sleep at night. Like I said, antihistamines are still used, and there's a very small percentage of dogs that respond nicely to antihistamines. But again, I uh, reaffirm that it's a very small percentage. Then we have some other drugs, and I know that they are starting to, I've seen commercials. You hear some, there's a drug called Apoquel, A-P-O-Q-U-E-L. And talk to your veterinarian about that. We've had really great success at the Bloomfield Animal Hospital with using that. Um, and again, it's one of those drugs that you can use 
and safely, but at the same time, if you're going to do some other testing like allergy skin testing, it's not going to interfere. So that's called Apoquil. And then about five years ago, there was a new injection that came into the market called Cytopoint. And some dogs do well with monthly injections. Some can spread it out as far as every three months. And if you are, if your pet's fortunate enough to have, or unfortunate enough to have allergies, but fortunate enough that it's just a seasonal allergy, um, just like maybe one to three months out of the year, then you can control it very nicely. You don't necessarily have to do uh, an allergy skin test. I usually save the allergy skin test for my patients that just want to scratch all year round. You know, it's just nonstop. And rather than just always having them on medications 360 days out of the year, um, it's it's probably much better if we can go ahead and um, just do that allergy skin test. But the medications can really put things in a nice perspective. And they can keep them comfortable. There, It's a lot of work. One of the first things I will tell once I've made the diagnosis, I will tell my pet parents is that we can't cure this. This is not a curable disease. We can usually, though, control it, and we can control it very well, and we can control it in 2021 much better than we could in 2015. And I am old enough, I remember what it was like, you know, when and the year 2000, you know, again, we have the same struggles with it, but such much better, safer medication. But there also includes some work at home. If we figure out that there's a yeast infection, if we figure out there's a bacterial infection on top of that, or a combination of both, some of these medicated shampoos that your veterinarian has, they work wonders. And if you're going to do that, um, usually it's once a week or every two weeks, and your veterinarian will let you know uh, how often you should do it. You want to leave it on for a minimum of 10 minutes and no longer than 20 minutes. You just want to let that sit, and that does wonders. And if you don't have a shampoo available and you just have it's Saturday night and your little West Highland Terrier is really tearing at its skin and you don't have any medication in the house, even just a lukewarm bath, just water and to try to rinse off some of those allergens are wonderful. I know some people that will just wear like the collar so they can't chew or scratch at them. They may not do more damage to the skin with that collar on, but to have a collar on all the time is not, that's not accomplishing anything to get to the root of the problem. And they're still feeling itchy just because that collar is preventing them from you seeing them scratch at them. They're still itchy and they're still uncomfortable. And that's another reason we've talked about going ahead and let's get to the bottom of it. Licking the paws. How many of you do see your pets lick the paws? That also is something in there. Well, yeah, he licks his paws, but he'll stop when I tell him to stop. Well, yeah, they're still <laughs> going to listen to you, and the, but it's still feeling itchy. And the most common thing that we see in those paws are the malassezia, that yeast. So even when they go outside, say they're allergic to the grasses, whether you know it for sure or not, but if they're allergic to the grass, I usually tell people to go ahead and wipe their paws before they come in the house. I even have a, a few of my owners just have a little little sitz baths where they just, you know, the dog walks through the, the little tub of water. They wash off all the allergens, and that makes it for a much more comfortable evening for everyone because they're not going at their paws as much. 
So um, the point is with shampooing, some topicals, some medication, there is a good recipe to keep your pet very comfortable. So talk to your veterinarian. Uh, we can't cure this allergy. We can't get rid of the allergy, but we can at least make them much more comfortable. So we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and you'll be back with more Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. Boy, you can really just listen to that voice, Aretha Franklin. You're back listening to Pet Talk. But I thought there was, a, I guess, a brand new movie that's come out about the uh, life of Aretha Franklin. And I remember sitting around my record player playing her songs over and over and over again. And uh, respect, we need that word in so many parts of our lives. And part of that respect also goes to our pets. If we feel at all that our pets are not comfortable, we need to take care of them and make sure that their, their quality of life is excellent. I, I think that it's important. We've been talking mainly about allergies today. And um, before I, I have a couple other things in the news I want to talk to you about uh, before we finish up. But if we, anyone does have a quick call, um, I think a lot of people are probably uh, doing their errands. But you can give us a call at 860-522-9842 or 1-800-966-9842. And when we talked about doing an allergy skin test. And some of you have probably had a test like that yourselves. And you know, it just kind of, you put a little certain of a, it's called immunotherapy. And uh, I mean, we're testing and you'll see this little bleb in the skin. The same thing happens to our pets when we do this test. But then once you get those test results, what do you do with that? And some people say, well, I know I needed allergy injections, but I could not handle a needle. There's no way I'm going to give my pet an allergy injection. And I, I see that and I understand that. And most of you, it's, it's, quite, it's actually easier than I think sometimes we think about it because the needle is so much smaller. But there is sort of another way that we can give them their allergy treatment. And that is with a sublingual immunotherapy, they call it. It's a little tiny amount that you put underneath the tongue of the pet and they handle and tolerate that very well. So don't avoid thinking about giving your pet allergy injections at home um, because of, of the fear of needles. So it, it's really very nice with this uh, sublingual and it works very, very well. So again, I know it's kind of hard keeping track of everything here that we've been talking about, but it works. And people have been, it's almost miraculous in terms of how comfortable we can make our pets. Feel free to call your veterinarian. They're happy to make sure everything is all, set you on the course to not an allergy-free life, but at least everyone can live with it comfortably. So changing gears, a little bit of a worry and a concern. Uh, it's, I, it has to do with the news that I saw this week that where there was an actual pet uh, dog that died in its car from heat exposure. And we talked about this uh, about a month ago here on the air on Pet Talk about how we need – we just have to put common sense into this. And I don't understand. I just don't understand – why people bring their pets in the car, leave them in the car, knowing that it's warm and it's hot 
and it's just that car bakes to 120 plus degrees. I think in this situation, from my understanding, and this is just from reading it in the in the media, was that the dog there was a car that actually the owner actually had two dogs and kept one dog in the car overnight. I think they were staying at a hotel and. I guess assumed that because it was overnight that it was going to be cool enough, but it's still hot. And the, and, the, and if it's 75 degrees, even if it's not in the sun, that car will easily get up to 90 degrees plus. So that, I guess one pet passed away and the other one was actually inside the hotel. So that one survived, but it was a, it was a bystander, someone that walked by the car that recognized it. And I would like to emphasize when people see that as well, even if the window is cracked, let's be the good neighbor for our pets. If you see anything, if you pet in the car by itself, windows cracked or not, it is a potential death vault for them. So please always reach out to the police. And I understand that's how they found, unfortunately, this deceased Labrador retriever was through a phone call that someone had seen the pet in the car. So um, we've still got a lot more summer to go, a lot more heat. And even if it's not humid out, let's just be careful, please. And let's do our best. The other thing I'm having to do with the news, and we haven't talked about rabies in a long time here on the air, And some of you may not understand why you have to give your dog and cat a rabies vaccine. It's actually a state law, indoors or outdoors. Even if your cat or dog doesn't really go out, um, people, the the feline owners um, usually will mention that, that my cat never goes outside. It's still a law that cats and dogs need to be vaccinated for rabies. The reason is that if your cat or dog gets rabies, we're sort of next in line, right? So if we can prevent the wildlife, and I think there was a, a raccoon that was found positive this week to have rabies. So if that raccoon is outside with rabies, acting unusual, attacks your dog or cat or bites them, then we are next in line. If your dog or cat ends up biting you um, and they're not protected against rabies, that's exactly how we can get it. And it is deadly. Rabies is fatal for our pets, and it's fatal for us. We have, I believe, um, Hawaii as a state is free of rabies, and that's why people, if they want to move to Hawaii and they have pets, they have to leave them in quarantine. It used to be two months. It may be down a little bit less at this point. But to, once you have rabies on in, uh, in a vicinity, it's just horrific. And there, we're lucky as a as a as a country that it's not as bad as other countries, but it's still an issue. So please, there is a reason um, to be why we want your pets vaccinated for rabies. It's very very important. Um, we've had situations with bats that we worry about bats getting in the house. They can have rabies, and if they end up biting your pet, so. It's to keep us safe as well as your pets. So I'm going to get off my pedestal on this, and it was a pleasure being on the air with you. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And as I said, I'm going to promise to look into that Permina food, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But in two weeks, come back with more of your calls and then your pet training questions next week. Thank you to Justin Levine for the music, and Anthony, thank you so much for guiding me here on the show today. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.